0: Welcome to the Renegade Yogi Podcast Experience. Join myself, Sorananda, and this episode's guest as we explore yoga in the modern world. Prepare yourself, as we will experience yoga like never before. Zora Nanda, and I'm here today with a fellow named Justin Rice. So he reached out to me on social media. He was uh, he found my podcast somehow. I didn't ask him what platform, but I'm really grateful that um, you know fellows like him are reaching out because we had an amazing conversation. So Justin Rice is um, has a bachelor's in exercise physiology and nutrition. He is a hypnotherapist and a timeline therapist. So, um, you know, everything involved with understanding how you can heal through uh, the timeline of your life. Um, Also, he's an NLP practitioner. So we really dove deep into what it means to live a life of synchronicity, how to overcome obstacles, how to put yourself in a position where you can have a deeper belief and faith in yourself and something greater than yourself, which I think, you know, typically faith is a triggering word to a lot of people, but we explore it in a way of not blind faith, but an empowered faith of following your own intuitive uh, inner guidance, following how to connect to your heart and to live a life of abundance that is on your terms and within a realm of support from the people around you and um, just the world itself. So you're gonna have a great time listening to this. I have faith in that, I have trust in that because Justin Rice is just a solid dude. It was really great talking to him and I look forward to having more uh, conversations with him in the future. So without further ado, here is the episode. Welcome, Justin Rice. Um, I had an opportunity to, um, yeah, to go through your website and to go through um, your homepage of your story. And it's it's inspiring um, to me to read about someone who, you know, has gone through significant loss, but then kind of strive through your academia and uh, your modeling career and now, you know, are paving the way for wanting to transform people's lives and the capacity that you have and just all through your life story. So, you know, if maybe you can um, just kind of introduce yourself and um, yeah, just let people know who you are and what you're up to these days.
1: Yeah, well, well first and foremost thank you for having me um so you know i i like to i guess describe myself as a spiritual being having a human existence i think you know a lot of the egoic um, definitions that we give ourselves are somewhat illusions but um, as far as my identity goes um, i went to school for exercise physiology and nutrition so i have a bachelor's in that um, after that i ended up uh, getting very inspired about the mind and the power of the subconscious mind so i'm certified in hypnotherapy, timeline therapy, and also NLP. And um, uh, also I have a career in acting. So really passionate about um, transforming film, really creating some inspiring films. I'm aware of the impact of movies on people's minds, how it really hijacks the subconscious mind. And I want to really kind of infiltrate the the film industry and transform what we produce with the movies um, because if we really want to change the world we have to change what we're projecting into our minds and that's what i've been uh, very passionate about lately so it's a little bit about myself
0: yeah that's um i was just thinking about i just watched true detective over the last like few days i don't know if you've watched that show or if you've known uh-huh. about it it's it's interesting because it's it's super brutal and um, it's super intense. Like, Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson are the main actors in it. And it gets to the point where y- you don't even see them anymore. Like, they're so enveloped in their role as actors. And they're just, they. especially Matthew McConaughey, he takes on the persona and the character so deep. But then you're right. Like, when there are these programs and there are these shows that are depicting... Um, just the brutality of the world, right and the brutality of our society in one way it's it's unveiling what's happening or potentially happening in the world of um, police force enforcement and um, just what it takes to actually uncover um, these cases, if it's like a murder or whatever. But to hear you say that, you're entering into that world with the knowledge that um, the movie industry basically glamorizes all that stuff and to want to produce films that are going to be uplifting and are going to be motivational to people and to actually get into the hearts of you know fellow humans so that there's a way to depict the world in in all of its glory and how like and how wholesome you can be in the way that you educate, so that to me is a is a good sign of of how things are moving forward, even though you know like those actors and you know the directors and the producers um, in Hollywood and in the movie industry that that's still going to be around, but then we do need people like you to step up and be like, "You know what we can do this in another way, and it's not that the whole system of it has to be transformed all that's still going to happen whatever um but here's what i can do to contribute
1: yeah exactly I, i think um you know we um as a society really need to start being very conscious of what we put into our minds you know first and foremost like really just taking a step back and looking at the the media sources that we're looking into and the movies that we're watching is this a a positive influence to my mind is it something is it projecting beliefs that i want to believe myself um i think sometimes we kind of unconsciously watch things and um unconsciously it affects us too you know it if you're you know you kind of think about how movie theaters are set up and how we get what state we get into when we watch a movie we're typically sitting on the couch it's kind of late at night usually we're kind of awake, but we're also like almost falling asleep at the same time. And, you know, when you're aware of how the mind works, the brain waves are actually slowing down to a frequency where you're actually in the subconscious mind. So, you know, a lot of those late night commercials that people see, they impact people, you know, subconsciously and really affect the brain. So, um, you know, being super cognizant of that going into this industry is a little bit of a, a trip for me because i'm kind of figuring out how to navigate the the industry with that awareness Um, but like you said it's just i'm going in with with an open heart um you know opening myself up to roles that are going to inspire people going to project um, a better way of doing things and you know i'm just uh, going in with the most uh, positive intent i can and kind of surrendering as well so that's all I'm, i'm really uh trying to do myself
0: yeah, that's, that's amazing. And it's, it's so interesting to me how these connections are made, too, right? So, like, I set up this podcast maybe, like, six months ago, and, you know, f- to have someone like you just, like, kind of randomly message me on um, on Instagram because you saw some of my episodes... Um you know it it shows to me that all of this is working in some way, and that the 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 synchronicity of getting like how do I want to say this to perpetuate the transformation of these kind of industries. Is working behind the scenes in a kind of way right and social media plays places um, kind of interesting part in connecting people so that you and I can have this conversation and other people can listen to it and so that they can feel inspired as well to maybe want to do a similar thing that they say you know what it's you know the world of acting or the world of transformational coaching or um, whatever is accessible because there are these everyday people that are doing it and they're feeling motivated to actually step up and want to do something about it that there isn't really this gatekeeping around whether or not you can be an actor or a model or a transformation coach right that there's an accessibility to it that really never existed maybe even like 20 years ago or 30 years ago right where You know, you're a kid watching TV and you're watching all these movies and these TV shows and you're wondering to yourself, how did these people even get on there? Right. And you kind of feel hopeless in what kind of pursuit you have to go to to get an agent or a manager and have to move to L.A. or something. Right. That now it's like it's, it's branched off so much. Like i I saw some of your Instagram posts, um, of just like where you are in, in like finding studios and doing that work, right. That there's going to be stuff where you are and that it's just a process of one step at a time going further. So maybe you can, um, elaborate on that on like your kind of step-by-step process of how you got to where you were at
1: yeah it's been a a journey of synchronicities like you mentioned um synchronicities are, are are just amazing moments where you know we just have all these things that click together but there's it's something bigger that's creating it and that's what fascinates me in life is that there's some energetic field of connection that is creating moments for us um that are that are very positive and um my career kind of started back in college. Um, after my mom passed away, I was, I was inspired by her life. And um, I really wanted to partake in modeling and, and acting. And there was a gentleman that was in my fraternity at the time at Rutgers University. And he was doing runway modeling. And I was on the bus with him uh, going uh, in between classes. And he was like, I, well, I asked him, I said, hey, man, I would love to you know, help out with what you guys are doing. It looks like you guys are having a good time. Um, i'd love to help out he set me up with a interview with his manager and the agency that he was working with and then from there um I, i had a meeting with him and just started doing runway shows all across the world we were in new york city and india um san francisco pretty much uh we did some international shows all over the world and it was a phenomenal experience but it was uh becoming very superficial for me to just You know be a mannequin of some degree um and Mm -hmm. just you know just wear and just promoting fashionable clothes and that's where i kind of got the interest of wanting to be an actor because i started to realize that our personality this is kind of like what jim carrey talks about as well is that our our personalities are very fluid you know you see these characters um like matthew mcconaughey and a lot of other actors you you see them embody a, a different character and you're like Where who is Matthew McConaughey really? Yeah you know, who who is he really? Um, you know, we are we are this we are this awareness, but our personality is very fluid and and adaptable. And I found that very fascinating. And I saw film as a way to to impact a lot of lives globally. Um and that that led me to having a manager eventually. Um, that was another synchronicity in itself. And now I'm here, I have an agent in California and Hollywood and another agent, hopefully on Monday here in Atlanta. And I just worked on a little film uh, recently. So just keep, uh, you know, step by step kind of going through it.
0: Yeah, and I think that can be the kind of missing part in in people's minds of um, the continual process of it, right? That like one synchronicity to the next synchronicity, there's a bridge that's made and it's up to you to to participate in building that bridge right so um i think whenever there's a roadblock or whenever there's a challenge to the next synchronicity that's where people want to give up right and that's where they they want to think either they have some kind of programming in them where it's other people's fault for why that's not happening and an excuse as to why they can't go forward right and then how it just ends up burning bridges or there's some kind of insecurity or a limiting belief of their own self-worth of why they don't deserve to even go across the bridge so maybe they even built it and they're they're seeing the next steps of actually having to um, become more responsible in their life that could be Um, maybe they need to exercise more maybe they need to change their diet maybe they need to let go of some of a couple friends that aren't really helping them and and how it all plays together in the grand scheme of things where the decisions that you need to make strategically for yourself um, are going to be the elements that propel you forward in that synchronicity right so um, do you think there are any st- strategies or any th- moments that you found um, that you needed to act on that would be helpful in kind of propelling you forward?
1: Well, I think you, you said something that's very important there is that there is going to be challenges that come up along your road. It's just whether or not you stick to your path. And, and I think what's underneath of all of that is the belief. It's the full hearted belief in the path that you're embarking on and continuously moving through those challenges. And one of the things that comes to mind for me is um, uh, I don't know if I'm going to get this quote entirely right from Albert Einstein, but we cannot solve problems from the same level of consciousness that we created them from essentially. Right. So whatever challenges and this is more more for the audience here is whatever challenges that are coming up at some level, you created it yourself. And I think that goes into a little bit about the mentality shift that you're talking about there. It's, you know, victim mentality versus I'm the creator mentality, right? I'm mm-hmm. the creator of the problems in my life, too. You know, if there's a problem in my life, you know, I somebody else didn't do it, I, I partaked in it, because I am somewhat of the divine creator of my life. So if there's problems and challenges coming up, what has been a great tool for me is meditation. Um, I'm a big, big student of Dr. Joe Dispenza's work. I talk about his work often. I've I've been studying his work for a few years now, and I practice his meditations every day. And that is one of the biggest things is elevating our emotions to rise above the consciousness level that we're currently in to be able to see and be able to attract the solutions to the problems that we're in. So that has been a great tool for myself is when I go into, when I when I get in some challenging and sticky points in my life, okay don't don't try to figure it out right here and now in this stressful state because you're going to create another problem most likely yeah you might not not actually create a solution you might create a bunch of other problems so take some time close your eyes get into a deep meditative state raise your you know vibration is a very kind of sticky word nowadays but it is it is a vibrational thing it's really raising your your emotional state getting into a higher level of consciousness through meditation or yoga you know yeah i know you're a, a yoga practitioner to dissolve somewhat of, of the ego to rise above that so then you could have downloads per se you know mm-hmm. from uh, from the field of consciousness or or just attract solutions to you and i think that's been a very very wonderful tool for myself um, and and many others to just find solutions above the problems that we've created.
0: Yeah, that's, that's exactly it, right? And, and I think um, that process of, of rising above is recognizing that you're entering into a new level, even within yourself, and that you have to also have the capacity to look back and see um, how it is that you even got to the point of reaching that level right? And that there are these really specific choices and decisions that you've made leaving up to that. And that in that next level, there's a, there's a demand for a way of being, there's a demand for a way of speaking, a way of thinking. It's a whole new level of operation that won't allow you to slip back into your own patterns because then if you're slipping back into your own patterns into the old way of thinking and old way of being you're not truly at that level and you won't be able to appreciate the new abundance that's going to come in at that level if you are going to continue a kind of insecurity around letting go of some things in the past and and, and I think you know there's going to be lessons that that show up in her life, and um, you know I I'm thinking of you know your story about about your mother and and the passing and and how and I'm just wondering how that could be a a possible example of a contributor of like something that happens that you don't have control over that then just like pushes you into a next level. Like you have no other choice. It's like either I can like um, not accept what has happened and not see the blessing of this person in my life and this love that's coming from this whole other place. And I can just stay where I'm at or I can rise up to this next level that is... Um, you know being called onto me and, and and i think that happens on so many different degrees of other people's lives right and and i think the tragedy in that is the is the way that sorrow and despair can be an anchor in a way that it just like it pulls people down and so it's it's so amazing to, to um, just a little bit of your story that I've gotten and to see how you've been able to just catapult yourself using that, right? It's like um, there's all this extra, like, energy and vibration that went into you that was like, I am going to prove to myself and prove to my mother that I'm going to be the greatest person that I possibly can. And that... I think can be one of the hardest things um, to really face, right?
1: Yeah, I, I agree with you. And I don't have the solution to it all. I understand that sometimes those moments in people's lives can really just take them down to a point where they cannot rise above it. Um, but for those that are listening and those that were able to, to talk to today, um, what happened in, in that moment in my life, personally, looking back, was... You know, my mom was uh, was everything to me. You know, she was uh, she was really my heart. You know, my mom was uh, was raised by her my entire life. And she was the love of my life. She was you know, I had so much love for her I and mean, she had so much unconditional love for me. And and her passing really rocked my world, you know, it really just like shook things up. And I think sometimes we need those moments in life in life. You know, we have those dark, dark night, darks night, dark nights of the soul where <laughs> where, you know, things are unexpected and they happen to you, but they're there for some higher reason to wake you up even more, to give you some type of an awakening, to kind of shake up your reality. And when she passed away, that really led me into some of those deeper questions about life, you know, about why am I here? You know, what is my purpose? Uh, What is God? You know, what, what happens after death? You know, those Mm -hmm. kind of deeper questions, those life questions that some of us don't really ponder upon until something really uh, shaking, shakingly happens. So um, that led me into eventually meditation because her passing um, made me ask those questions, which then led me into a group meditation back in New Jersey in my hometown. And that was kind of where things started to crack open for me and i started really questioning the nature of reality and i really started reading some of those you know some of the the more uh, classical spiritual texts that led me to realize okay wow there's there's a there is a greater love that there is a greater power divine force that is uh that is within us and all around us and uh sometimes those those dark moments um can can just be such great blessings for us so For anybody that's listening just know that there is there is greater um greater forces at play that may have put you in that situation to awaken you to a higher level
0: yeah that's really that's really powerful and the thing that i i I consider in all this is that like this is happening on a scale to so many people right And, um, and that the people who become influential and the people who do make a name for themselves, they started as ordinary people, right? And these kind of phenomenal experiences, whether it's tragic or it's something really enlightening, the gem within it is the opportunity to allow it to be a force that's transformational in your life. And and it's so good to have someone like you who is just really clearly taking this like amazingly positive path and that seeing that this like um this life experience that you've had is allowing you to pave the way to help others as well right and so i see all of that as a part of the synchronicity of how even you reached out to me and how we're having this conversation and it's, it's a good message for people to see that um, when it comes down to making some kind of change in their life, they don't need to um, say like, for example, to become like a yoga teacher or yogi or something that they don't have to um, do it through someone else's way of doing it, that their understanding of spirituality, that their want of something spiritual just that desire itself just like for you right like just this meditation um class that popped up that as soon as you allow it to pop up and you allow yourself to go into it that's what's going to be perfect for you and that's what's going to be right for you right and that's really around why i i'm doing this podcast the way that i am to see that even though i chose yoga and i chose meditation that um, the kind of vein of spirituality that runs through people is going to show up in a a unique way for you personally. And so the way that it showed up for me is having an upbringing in um, Serbian Orthodox Christianity and then talking about just dreams and spirituality with my dad and my parents to then just like leading into meditation and yoga and really seeing how innately for me, I've had phenomenal experiences all my life and the kind of, uh, orthodox Christian side of it couldn't really explain it. And so yoga and meditation and Tibetan Buddhism, um, allowed me to open up into how to explain it, um, and how to understand it for myself a little bit more and a little bit clearer. But then also now later in my life, getting back into my roots of my traditional kind of religious upbringing and seeing how there's parallels to it. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and that my motivation to be a spiritual person is now so much more holistic, right. And that can be embodied through each person. I think naturally just by, having these kind of conversations and just uh, like being open and accepting to people's journeys. Right. Because um, I could easily, you know, try to hijack the conversation to only relate it to yoga. But that's that's not the point. Right. For you to be able to say like, um, you know, the passing of your mother um, led to this meditation and then opened yourself up to God and understanding what God is like, that's so beautiful. And that's really what we, I think we really need to capture between um, just brothers and sisters of humanity. Right. Especially in the time that we're in now where um, there's this kind of other synchronicity of, of divisiveness where, the common ground is that we're all having spiritual experiences to some degree or another. And regardless of the language, the core of that is loving compassion and kindness, right?
1: Yes, yes. Yes, love Love being the, the unity of all, you know? And I think right now it's so important for us to be having conversations like this and to, to really be expressing it ourselves and really feeling it ourselves. Because right now a lot of people are living in, in stress and, and stress and fear and separateness leads to these moments that we're in right now where we're we're witnessing a lot of polarity. We're witnessing a lot of people just, you know, just bashing on, on opinions and and different belief systems. But unity and love is what it, is really what unites us all as human beings and as all forces of life, right? And I think it's something that I'm learning to to practice more of and that we all can practice more of by really placing our awareness in our heart you know our mm-hmm. heart is where I, I saw that in your in some of your posts there that you know the heart is where all all the love is found you know it's where it's created at it's where oxytocin and all these love chemicals are created from and sometimes we're our attentions on other places in our body you know and i think one of the things that i really learned from dr joe dispenza's work is just put your awareness in your heart in meditation and and just open up that center and let it feel, let it feel safe. Let it feel safe to open up. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, a lot of us have closed off hearts. You know, we just have practiced a way of thinking that you're different than me. Um, You know, I got to compete to get things and I got to, I got to fight for my survival, fight for my family. And yeah, we, we can live that way, but how long until we, we, we got to evolve, you know, we have to evolve into a new way of being. And I think that that evolution is going to be in our heart, you know, living out of love and realizing, Oh, (laughs) you, yeah, you have a different meat suit. You have a different, uh, (laughs) you have a different, (laughs) different character, you know, you know, being an actor, everybody's a different character, but there's the same life forces within all of us. We all have a heart. We all have the same physiology underneath the skin, So, you know, I think that's uh, kind of what this message is about today is we got to keep finding that love within ourselves, keep opening our hearts to greater, greater capacity of love and um, ask ourselves what would love do in, in our lives, you know?
0: Yeah, exactly. And you're spot on with it being a practice, right? That there's a daily involvement that's that's needed and an exploration of something that is seemingly new, but intuitively we know the depth of it, right? And I think that's where there's a fear of going into the depth because it's into an unknown that we've hidden ourselves from just by all of the stories that we hold on to and all of the judgments and all the biases and what it takes to actually allow ourselves to go into our heart is a process. And it's interesting because um, with the book that I've written and the work that I do with Future Life Regression, um this is something I stumbled on maybe like six or seven years ago. And now I'm seeing more and more that just individual people on their own are figuring out the same thing in their own capacity where yeah, I've written this whole book about it, and I have a kind of step-by-step process of what it can look like for me to go into my heart, and now I'm finding more and more people that are doing the same thing, but in their own unique way, right, where you found that through uh, Joe Dispenza, and it's, it's so beautiful that there is this um, kind of flowering of what it can mean to live from your heart and that it's a very real thing that it's not just an abstract idea anymore it's not just a concept your consciousness is literally operating from the level of your heart and the brain is the the conduit for it right so it's either we want to close the path and we want to close off the conduit between the heart and the brain and just allow the signaling to be completely unconscious. Or we learn to slowly open it, right? Because it's just like a floodgate, right? If if we just burst it open, maybe we won't be able to handle that. But if if we can slowly day by day with the practice, just creak it open and just see how the little amounts we get of love for ourselves can then all of a sudden be an open door where we can't help but want to share it with other people. Now it's not just about ourselves and the whole universe and this whole planet and everything around us is just so supportive of, of that. And that's where I think, um, that line of synchronicity, right? It's just suddenly, it's just so easy to connect dots, right? And it just becomes normal. It's not a, a, like a super awe struck thing. It's not like every single day you're like, holy shit, how did this happen? Right? You're like, yes, this makes sense because I'm coming from my heart. And yes that's just how it's going to be now and that's where from like um from the beginning of our conversation that next level right that is that next level is either you stay in that realm of having a closed heart and it's all unconscious or you do the practice over a period of time to open it and then you're at that next level and it doesn't make sense to go back because that means you're closing your heart and you're like well i just can't do that anymore i can't live from a closed heart i just i have to be kind i have to be nice and i have to be loving and compassionate because that is literally the bubble of energy around me and and then people respond and react so much uh different right and and they see it and they want to emulate that and that's what's really powerful about that work
1: yeah it's very powerful and and what also came to mind is um is us also having compassion for ourselves when we fall out of grace too? Yeah. You know, understanding that we're we're not all perfect, loving, sentient beings all the time. Yeah, you know that sometimes you know we fall off the path. Sometimes we we say something that's out of that loving center that's maybe a little bit coming from a lower center of energy, and and we might judge other people. We might say things that we didn't mean to say. And that's okay too, that that's, you know, it's okay to fall out of grace, but having compassion for yourself, coming back to the heart center and, and taking blame for yourself and saying, Hey, I I made a mistake and being compassionate with yourself, I think is also a part of the journey too, that we're not always going to be loving all the time. We might make mistakes and that's okay. Um, That's kind of something that came to mind as you were saying that there.
0: Yeah, that's that's perfect because that's what makes the human condition and um, the human existence so beautiful right is that there is this innate imperfection and there's sometimes we're gonna miss the lesson right we're gonna make the mistake and that's why we have the people around us that we do right because someone's going to step up and show support, right? It's either going to be a brother or a friend or or parents or a mentor. And um, that's the beautiful thing of getting to that level of opening up and coming from your heart is that you're going to meet more people like that, right? You're going to be on a level where more and more people are just operating that way. And so when the time comes where... You shut down and you're not coming from your heart, you're being judgmental, is that you're going to be around people that just open their hearts more to you, and they 're going to show you exactly what it is that um, you can correct and how you can get back on course with being in in an open heart and i and I think for individuals that have a tough time with that, I think that's where the pattern and the programming of Um, lashing out and being harmful and being hurtful um, starts to manifest where, you know, like what we're seeing, just like on social media and all the divisiveness, right? What we're really seeing is a lot of people who close their hearts and they don't know or don't want to or don't understand the power of just simply choosing to communicate back in, in with an open heart, and you know I think that's what's been the trickiest thing for me in navigating you know how to get this podcast out and and how to um, just kind of deal with the kind of realm of social media is that I just really um, clearly decided that. No matter what anyone says to me, that my response will be accepting what they say and then responding back in a loving and caring way to the best of my ability. And it's it's really helped, like, even transform the way that I use social media. But, um, yeah, I think the world, regardless of kind of what we're seeing is really actually moving towards a beautiful place and I think we're gonna see that more and more um, you know um, especially seeing someone like you right cuz this is the first time we're meeting and it's so amazing to see that you know in the sea of social media that I can I've I've attracted someone into my life to have this conversation, and that just gives me hope, right? That there are plenty more of people like us that are out there, like wave or wading through the sea of social media, and and being like, yeah, this person and this person and this person. And it's like this um this like new tribe is kind of uh reforming in the aftermath of a pandemic, of um reconnecting in in, in a newly intelligible way of really heart centered focus that is really much more clear it's not fluffy anymore right it's like Mm -hmm. really clear this is how we're gonna do it and it's just by simply just reaching out and then being open right
1: yeah, you know, it's, it's like what what is keeping us all connected, you know, it's, it's that love from the heart, you know, it's, it, there's that field of energy and that, that field of energy is a very, very high frequency of, of love, of bliss, of joy. And, and as we begin, you know, just embodying more of that, feeling more of that in our daily lives and becoming more of it, we really can tell who is kind of working from the same level you know, who's working from their heart, who's working from, you know, more of a, an egoic separateness kind of perspective. And, um, you know, that's been one of the most beautiful things of this time, I think that a lot of people are waking up to is like, wow, this really made you realize who is, who's coming from the heart now. And Mm -hmm. um, I, I think that's been a beautiful, it's a beautiful perspective that you kind of shared there. So thank you for that.
0: Yeah, you're welcome. Um, so what, um, what are some challenges that you found you face in, in the world of acting, you know, with, with just starting up and, um, cause I know, I remember reading in your, um, in your bio on your website, um, you know, you we're in university, and um, you had a very clear path of what you were doing in university. And then, with your uh, mother passing, then you shifted right into acting and modeling. Um, yeah, what did you find was like challenging in that transition, and and allowing yourself to kind of move forward in that new trajectory?
1: Yeah, what what comes to mind for me is the the sense of unknowingness um in the beginning was very challenging because in college I had a very very set career path initially I wanted to go to physical therapy school and then I found a passion for medicine and that's what led me down the path of wanting to become a doctor so I really started taking a lot of pre-medicine courses really preparing myself to become a doctor and and apply to medical school after after undergraduate and when my mom passed away and having that whole perspective shift on life occurring I really started to see, okay, this is not the path that I want to go down, I don't want to get into debt, I started learning about investing and and the importance of finances, they want to get into six figures of debt kind of be bounded to the certain career path. And acting kind of became that outlet for me and modeling was was kind of a, uh, an opportunity that came up as well at that time. And it's an unknown career path, you know, every After one gig after you finish one thing you know you don't know when the next project is going to come up so it's a very unknown kind of place to be in Um, there isn't really that sense of security um, within this career so that's been a challenge for me Um, another challenge for me has been. figuring out how to navigate the the morality of the industry, because i'm aware of a lot of these corporations what they're. That their their products might not necessarily be good for people, right? So I've had offers from different companies. I won't name any, but I know that their their foods, their their um, their nutritional value, what they're putting in their ingredients. I know that it's not good for people because I studied preventative medicine. I studied nutrition. I went down that whole rabbit hole of learning about how. A lot of even the textbooks that I learned in nutrition school in college, they're funded by the government and they're 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 essentially peddling the same foods that are causing us to have disease and putting us into the hospitals now making us reliant upon pharmaceuticals, you know, and tracing back that money loop. I'm like, okay, but these are the same companies that are providing me with commercial opportunities, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh, okay, you know, that is a challenge for me because it's something that is a part of the industry. Most people, most actors, will willingly take those opportunities, not being aware. And I don't, no judgment upon them. You know, they might not be aware of what they're promoting. But for me, with with my understanding of what it, what they're, what these companies are creating, and how these foods impact people and all this thing I, you know I can't take that I can't take those commercials because I I would feel I couldn't sleep in myself if I took a commercial for a hot dog company that would you know and I'm like it's is <laughs> not a it's not aligned with who I am you yeah know? So exactly that, that's been a big challenge for me is saying all right here's the check here's the opportunity I'm not taking it I can't take it I got to find a way to just attract the right roles, the right opportunities that I am aligned with, and understanding that I'm going to have to say no to a lot of opportunities, but that's okay because there is something greater at play here that will give me the biggest opportunities, the greatest opportunities to impact lives at the level that I'm at now. So, um, it's it's been a lot of trust and surrendering uh, throughout the the whole journey. So,
0: wow, and yeah that's really commendable right because um especially when you're when you're kind of starting from the bottom and um you know you're used to um you know university living and not having much money and then coming out of that and then working and um and then to all of a sudden you know going into your career as a model and as an actor and then having these um companies just be like, Hey, here's $20,000 to do this thing, man, that's like, that's the most money probably most people get at one shot in their life. Right. But it's, um, it's admirable to hear how you have that moral, um, standard within you that, you know, there's another line of synchronicity there too, right? If you didn't go into that schooling before, if you didn't learn all of that stuff about nutrition and health and um, wellness, w- would you have said yes, right? And and so for you to say no, because you can look back at your past and you look back at all this knowledge that you've gained um, through your schooling, that it wasn't a waste, right? And I think that's that's kind of the weird thing about university because I, I was in the same boat. I was in university for um, philosophy and psychology and I I stopped going because I was like, I don't want to put myself in so much debt and I have a business with my brother and my dad and I just really want to focus on that. And I ended up going to India to do a 300-hour teacher training instead, right? Because I was like, either I go into like $50,000 worth of debt for these last two years or I just work really hard over these next six months, save up some money and go to India. And um, so it's, it's so great to hear um, from your perspective of how you did it because in that, I think that can ex- inspire more and more people to have that moral standard. Right. That you can say no, that you don't have to just say yes to everything because you're the starting actor and you want to get your face out on on commercials and and all this stuff that, you know, you don't realize what you're contributing to. You don't realize this like machine that's in place that's just kind of using people for their own agendas and their own um, uh, successes um, without the consideration of really what this machine is actually doing to the lives of other people around the world, right? And um, yeah, so I, I just want to get this right. Are you in Atlanta yep, right now? Yeah, yep. I Sweet. moved to
1: Atlanta six months ago, yep.
0: Nice, yeah. So I'm from Canada. I'm in Edmonton, Alberta, way okay. up north. <laughs> so um, So it's cool that... Do, do you feel like there is a draw to go out to l a um, f- for acting roles and stuff, or do you find that like being in Atlanta is like a good hub and um, that like the studio that you're working at is is aligned with more of what you'd want rather than having to go to something that is where the jar- giant industry kind of is?
1: yeah well i I was in l a prior to moving to Atlanta and um i moved to so i was born and raised in new jersey and i moved to california i was there for two years i was in san diego and then i moved up to venice beach actually during the pandemic and uh gosh la is a is a is a wicked place to be in man to witness um you know the homelessness there the all of that and it was um it was really eye-opening for me to see and I wasn't aligned with the place. I couldn't I couldn't be there. It was very heavy for me to just witness that all the time. And Atlanta actually produces a lot more movies than LA actually. They actually, um, Atlanta is actually kind of a hub. It's like a second hub of Hollywood. So there is uh, quite a bit of productions going on here, which I'm grateful to be a part of. Um, so Atlanta has been a great place for that. There's plenty of opportunities here. And I think that's another thing is that there's a myth that you have to be in a certain certain location, too, you know, to, to attract opportunities. I truly believe, like, like, who you are and who you're being and where your mind and your heart is at, you will attract opportunities wherever you're at in the world because there is some greater energetic force that will align the right people to you and and for you. So, um, you know, if there's somebody, in you know, listening to this now and they want to get started you just start becoming that person just start focusing your attention and your energy and your heart and your your mind on those um on your path whatever it is you want to create and wherever you're at those opportunities will align with you
0: yeah that reminds me of uh francis and ganu like i don't know if you're into mma at all but um not really so um he's the heavyweight champion of the world and he's from Cameroon in Africa and he did a podcast with Joe Rogan and man his story is so crazy like he is like the epitome of starting from like very very bottom and doing everything you can to fulfill your dream and um, Yeah, so I I definitely recommend listening to that one because, man, he's so crazy inspiring to have, like, left Cameroon, travel through the Sahara Desert, and from Morocco, um, try to sail across the Mediterranean to Spain seven times. Like, he got caught seven times and um it took him like 14 months in this whole journey of leaving africa to get to eventually to france where he wanted to become a boxer but the people around him were like no no no, you need to get into mma and then so he changed his mind and went to mma and now he's like the <sighs> world champion right wow. and so that's where i think like the di- the difference between like the Western world and um, kind of like I don't really like the world worth th- third world countries but like this difference of being in the Western world, especially in say Canada, the United States, where there are these opportunities and it you have a better chance of um, kind of fulfilling the dreams that you have, where opposed to say countries in like the Middle East or um, even in in south america and in places where there's a lot of poverty that <clears throat> there can be the opportunity to thrive and to like really set out on on a seemingly impossible task to achieve something where francis and is like a huge uh example of that right of like having to survive traveling through the sahara desert in order to get out of this place and and that's humbling to me because then I look at the life that I've had and like, you know, even though, you know, I I was raised by immigrant parents. I'm a first generation Canadian and um, I kind of look at how my childhood was. And, and though I, I really loved my childhood, um, I can see the the level of um, uh, of like poverty that my family was in being um where my dad was the only one working and I had three other siblings. But seeing how now in my life, all the opportunities that I have and the space that I live in and the people that I have around me, the career that I have, is that your faith and your trust in, in love and God and something greater than yourself, whatever you want to call it, the universe, your higher self, bestows upon you the the guidance towards those opportunities i think right and it's like a deep faith right so like you can have it on the smallest scale of like say like me where you know um i didn't have to go through this like crazy hardship where like to the other end of the of the spectrum of of francis and ganu you know having to go through this and Entire journey of 14 months of hardship to get out of this place um, that the common factor I think in that is faith and trust in yourself your own abilities and then the ability of something greater than yourself that you can't even fathom right that you're like I don't know how you're doing this I don't know what this is I just need to surrender and trust Mm -hmm. right and That's what allowed me to travel the world the way that I did, you know, um, specifically for yoga, going to Thailand and um, Brazil and and India and uh, and several other places. That. um, That is really the core to um, allowing yourself to have those opportunities. Right.
1: Yes, yes and and this gets uh very very scientific too as well you know that i learned this from dr joe dispenza and i encourage anybody listening to uh read becoming supernatural or breaking the habit of being yourself or you Are the placebo from dr joe dispenza but we have an energetic field that emits outside of us you know they have we have technology now that's able to read the energetic field that actually emits outside of our bodies and that field is actually generated from our heart you know from our heart and from our brain you know so you talking about the 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 power of faith right and i think faith and and those elevated emotions really come from the heart center and opening up the heart and and really believing in something uh believing in whatever it is that you want to create that actually draws you to that experience right the faith that um what was his name again uh uh francis Nganu. Francis Ngannou, right? So the faith that he had in his vision, right? Of like becoming a boxer, becoming an MMA fighter, right? That faith is w- within all of us, you know, even though even if you don't have that heart of a of a past, that same willpower, that same power that is in Francis Ngannou is within you too, right? So it's like understanding that what he has, we all have within us too. We all have that, like the, the willpower of God is it's infinite you know the willpower of god of universe whatever that higher source it is infinite it can constantly keep overflowing right and witnessing that in somebody else is just a a testimonial that you have that same willpower in yourself too that whatever it is in your vision you can make it happen as well and I, i think examples like that just inspire us at a at a deep level because intuitively we know that that is actually showing us the own willpower that we have within us as well right so um man that's an empowering story i'm gonna have to listen to that man yeah it's like
0: it's so touching too it's like man um oh what was i gonna say um yeah that um that willpower and that that ability of faith um, you know i think the the lesson in it is is whether or not um, we're taking it for granted or we're undermining it for some reason And, and and to see that it doesn't have to involve any particular religion. Like the like the religion is the channel, is like the conduit for introducing it into your life. And you know, I grew up with a balance of of a mother that's uh, really religious, but free and open with it, right? And then a father who is um, really scientific and um, mutually uh, religious, right? And so that inspired me to view the world in a way and view faith and view God and f- view science um, equally hand in hand. And so that when I hear stories of like of your um, experiences and Francis and Ganu's that there's no reason for me to undermine the miracle that is humanity right to undermine the power that we have within us that is unexplainable and a mystery and to allow myself to simply walk my path on my own time right that there's a very much a process of it right so sure francis and Um, Changed his life within 14 months, but it was his whole life leading up to that point, right? So there were all these steps that he had to take that led to the moment where it was now or never, right? And that doesn't just come so like spontaneously, but the paradox is that kind of does as well, right? that we're gonna have this moment in our life that we've built up towards, that we may need to make a very powerful decision that in order for us to really make the transformations that we want in our life, that there's an element of our core being that needs to be upheld more than anything else, more than any bias, more than any opinion or any belief, right? And that core value is a faith and a trust and a belief in something so much more powerful and greater than ourselves and I think that is what is ch- so challenging to some people um, but I, you know someone like Francis Ganu and someone like yourself are these motivating factors for a lot of people to take on a triggering word like faith right? Because I think for some reason in our world, you know, having faith in yourself and in others and in something greater than yourself um, is related to, for some reason, like being ignorant, right? It's like, oh, why would you have faith in this stuff? Why would you just have blind faith? But it's like, it's not blind. Like, the thing is, like, faith is a trust in knowing, right? And the knowing is beyond conceptualization and so that's the tricky thing is that you have to step beyond um, your own limited reasoning to accept and have received guidance from something within yourself that isn't really your own voice right Mm. because we can live our whole life only listening to our own voice and thinking that's the best thing possible right And then 10 years go by and we realize that like, we don't know where we are anymore, right? Because all we've ever listened to is this like, um, logic and reasoning of our own voice. And obviously that's necessary because inside of our own heads, that's all we hear. But like what Dr. Joe Dispenza said, and what we've been talking about going into your heart, you hear a much more clear and much more powerful voice, a voice of intelligence that is not only you, it's your parents, it's your grandparents, it's your great-grandparents, it's your great-great-grandparents, it's your whole ancestral lineage that is there with you in the center of your chest. And that is talking to you. And it's going to overpower anything that you've built as a belief system just from what you've adopted in your life right from the media and from friends and you know and from the outside world and i that's where i think you know someone like francis and and why he was able to get successful is because that's what he tapped into right mm-hmm. and that um maybe it wasn't even a conscious thing it was more of an intuitive thing but there's this driving force of our ancestry that is propelling us forward because, you know, our great-great-grandparents of 300 years ago or 400 or 500 years ago, we're here because of their actions, right? We're here because of their survival and everything that they needed to do in their moment of taking care of their family, you know, and not really having the wherewithal to think Oh, i'm gonna have great 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 grandchildren that i'm never gonna meet and they're gonna survive because of me but now we have that capacity to think that way right so this is where i think this is really truly the power of the heart is that the heart does not discriminate between space and time it doesn't Mm -hmm. think that it cannot connect to itself from thousands of years ago to thousands of years in the future right And so then our great-great-great-great-great-grandchildren that we won't ever meet, they're alive somewhere and they're thinking about us, Mm. right? And there's this loop that's happening that's so beyond our even uh, ability to comprehend what the past and the present and the future is. And their ability to be in existence evolutionarily is so much more powerful than we are right now. And so we can actually draw on their power and we can actually draw on their wisdom and, th- and their guidance, right. And, and allow us then to create this amazing web between all of our ancestry and all of the hearts that we are a part of, not only through ourselves, but then through the web of humanity and how we all connect. Right. And so that's, that's what my practice is in going to my heart i'll sit down and i'll breathe that in i'll breathe in just all the hearts right and it's just like it's so overwhelming at first you know you just get shivers but then you just ground into it and you just go okay all of my ancestry all of my past lives all of my future ancestry or my future lineage future lives earth humanity And it just becomes super clear that you are exactly who you're supposed to be, and you're mm. exactly on the path. And as soon as you ground into it, then it's just all that abundance flows in.
1: Yes, yes. Wow. Thank you for that. That was amazing. That was amazing. Yes. That that the whole concept. You know, we kind of opened up a rabbit hole here, and I don't, I don't know how we're doing on time, but uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I'm thinking of time. <laughs> uh, that, that was a. Uh, That was something that i was just getting ready to talk about is that opening up of like the multi-dimensional facet of this entire reality right Mm -hmm. that we don't necessarily think about we we kind of get caught up in this three-dimensional realm thinking that this is this is it but you know that was kind of some of the realizations that i began having when my mom passed away i started to wake up to realize oh that the spirit actually you know the spirit that's within that eternal presence is moving to just a different dimension of reality the Mm -hmm. physical body may shed away but that physical uh, that uh that spiritual essence that's within us that's keeping our heart beating that transcends moves on to a different reality and then going on to what you're mentioning as well that the the future evolution as well of our you know our, our next generations they're still here right now they they're in this present moment just in a different dimension that's much higher yeah. in us and then we can also tap into that that wisdom from them by going into our hearts and, and dropping into the the present moment so uh thank you for that that was a kind of a new realization
0: you're very welcome yeah i think um yeah i think we can end it on on that note um thank you so much man for reaching out to me and and wanting to have this conversation um the way i go about um, this podcast is, um, I'm like kind of building a, a little community of people that I do, um, like semi-regular talks with. So, um, I'll definitely be reaching out to, to do another talk and, and on that so that, um, my listeners whoever like, um, they can pick and choose who their kind of favorite, um, interview, uh, interviews are. And so that you can kind of see that there's a line of interviews so that, you know, in the future there'll be, um, the Justin Rice, like first interview, second interview, third, um, if that's something that you're interested in. And then that way we can like just continue deepening, um, the conversation and, um, uh, yeah, just community, uh, creating a kind of community with, um, this platform that I have of, renegade yogi so um, man. yeah maybe if you want to tell people where to find you and maybe some projects that you're you're working on if there's something that you want to kind of um bring out into the open
1: yeah of course um you can most i think my my main work is on my my company's page uh, justintegrity.com my mission with with my company Just Integrity, is just to help people integrate mind body and spirit so we have bunch of resources on there for people to learn about the power of their mind to um, create their lives essentially to really be the designer of their life and uh, we have some supplementation on there as well that i personally have kind of formulated myself so you guys can find out pretty much my work on justintegrity.com and then my personal website is just thejustinrice.com as well so um, that's where you guys can find me
0: perfect man
1: thank you so much man
0: you pleasure. so welcome well thank you everyone for tuning in watching and listening have a wonderful rest of your day and enjoy